Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages. Welcome once again to another fun-filled edition of In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, as we've always been. I'm Jerry Brooks, your host, your tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, and as well as the baby-faced assassin of freedom, fighting for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of association, and all the other great freedoms our Constitution grants to us. Uh, we are doing another one of our simulcasts uh, here on Facebook Live, as well as we are recording live for our audio podcast. So if you're right now on Facebook Live, or if you catch this later on, uh, say, you know, put a comment in there. Say hi, how you doing, where are you from? Essentially all that fun stuff. I'd uh, love to interact with as many people as possible. And also you can interact with us if you send us an email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website at inblackandright.net or any one of our social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Truth Social, Getter, and True Patriot Network. And we might even be expanding on a few others at some point, but that's where we are right now. And thank you so much. If you happen to know people on Getter, uh, send them over to uh, in our in Black and Right page at Tar Heel 328 We've had a tremendous growth on that page, and I'm thanking everybody who's decided to follow along with us. Also, followers on our audio podcast as well. We're on all the major platforms, and looking forward to having more people come on and follow and download and all that fun stuff. Well, folks, today is just, I guess it's going to be kind of economics Thursday <coughs> because it seems all the stories that I really want to get into have all of that in common is economics. And it's sad because every time I want, every time I get into any type of story that involves the economy uh, domestically or internationally, I just want to kind of cry because it's pretty sad when I find out this news but I am really learning that a lot of people are already sort of ahead of the curve uh, as an example of course the most recent news inflation for the month of June the consumer price index up 9.1 percent for the month of June which is pretty crazy considering it was 8.6 in the month of May so it went up a full one half of one percent in just one month which really makes me dang nervous for July and we're not going to get those numbers until August but another unfortunate piece of news which is not really a surprise even if you have the most basic rudimentary knowledge of how economies work 
the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, just released its report for the producer price index uh, for the month of June, which was up more than, of course, expected. It was at 11.3%. Uh, and it's just, ay 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 because it, now the only real difference between the consumer price index and the producer price index is the producer price index is what the cost to manufacturers of goods pay to make that and it does have a direct effect sort of a down uh, sort of a trickle down sort of a thing with the consumer price index so if you're if you see the consumer price index up do not be surprised if the con if the producer price index is up even more because those are two very very sad and nasty indicators of where the economy is heading and the federal reserve is going to have to seriously seriously uh tick up mortgage uh, interest rates mortgages and all of that it's going to be it's not going to be easy folks it is not going to be easy at all because somehow Joe Biden and his economic minions who are just who really have the collective brain power that God gave a speed bump and they've done this they Janet Yellen Jared Powell all these economics people it's just a mess it's a full-on straight up white hot mess now it's bad enough when you're having to see the consumer price index up the producer price index up but oh and it's not just here not just here in the united states uh picked out a story today from breitbart now what's really crazy about this it's not just the united states it's china China is having its own problems too. Uh, today, headline in Breitbart, China urges world to disregard protesters storming banks for cash. I'm like, now, if it wasn't so doggone serious, I would get one big honking huge laugh out of it, but it's not. Earlier this month, in China, in Zhengzhou, uh, there were a protest of about a thousand folks running to banks trying to get their money out and no they weren't able to do that and what made it even worse is you had the police uh chinese police beating these people and assaulting them just like because they wanted to go get their money out of the bank and they and the government the communist Chinese government wouldn't let him. I thought, holy cow. And now you're telling me, <laughs> what, I, I, I got to read the first part of this. This is hilarious. It's sad, but hey, remember, this is the communist Chinese, folks. This is the group that Joe Biden sold nearly one million barrels of our oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to a company that has ties to Hunter Biden's equity firm. Okay, keep that in mind when I read this. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
China's state-run Global Times claimed on Tuesday that Western media was unnecessarily hyping, quote-unquote, protests by roughly 1,000 people in Zhangzhou, China, on Sunday in which participants demanded several rural banks release millions of dollars of deposits after unceremoniously freezing them in April, ignoring the fact that Chinese security personnel physically abused and injured several demonstrators during the rally. Now, this is what the communist Chinese are telling Western media. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's like, oh, no, that didn't happen. Oh, ignore that. Ignore that. It's not important. It's like some weirded out Jedi mind trick. These aren't the droids you're looking for. No, this, the run on the bank didn't happen. It's like, and hyping it, I'm like, come on. When you have that many people making a run on a bank for their own money, which has been frozen by your government, please, you know, and we and the Western media is hyping it up. <laughs> I don't know where y'all are getting some of this from, but dang, that's just nuts. I mean, denial ain't just a river in Egypt, but this is a whole new level of ball game. That is for sure. Now, you combine that in China. You also have the political unrest. In Europe, you've got Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, who announced his resignation, and I believe also the Prime Minister, the Prime Minister of Italy. Uh, their um, their leader is going to be announcing his res has announced his resignation earlier today because Italy is a mess economically. So are the Brits. So, folks, this is not. It's not just the U.S. because whatever we do as the United States, it has a domino effect on other economies in Europe, in Asia, I mean, everywhere. I mean, Sri Lanka, I mean, yeah, not a huge country, but it's a mess. It's completely fallen apart. You've got it coming to other parts of the world, South America, uh, Colombia, Argentina, they're next in line. Ecuador, they're pretty much, they're, a, they're an economic mess as well. So folks, I don't know where Biden and his mindless minions, especially his economic minions, are getting some of this nonsense from. They screwed up. They deliberately screwed up. This is not incompetence. I've said it before. I will say it again and again and again. These people did not commit incompetence. They committed sabotage. Deliberate, systematic sabotage of the American economy, the American Republic, and everything else that helped make America great. Uh, First Amendment, the Second Amendment, God knows how many other amendments that they've just taken right out the window and just wah, forget it. It's nonsense. It is absolute nonsense what's going on economically. We now have uh, the Brandon administration in the Middle East and already didn't take long for, for good old clueless Joe Biden 
to stick his foot in it with the Israelis. Ugh, uh, his Holocaust remark didn't help. And this is why they are absolutely nervous at the White House what's going to happen when Biden talks to uh, the Saudi crown prince, Mohammed bin Salim. <laughs> I don't know, but whew, it's, it's going to be another mess of one of several on the world stage by the current occupant of the White House. I'm not calling him president. I never have as he's not legitimate. Um, but that's an entirely different issue. But yes, I'm seeing this uh, with China, with all these other countries and their economies. I'm like, holy cow, folks, it's a mess. And I mean, I could go for quite a while on that one, but there's some interesting other things. You, you want to talk about economy. I got one story. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about the global elites, the world, the party of Davos, the World Economic Forum. Here's one I promise you is indicative of the minds of global elites in this country and around the world. Now, hang on to this, to this headline. This headline alone, when I was reading this in the Epic Times, people should pay more for gas to save democracy. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, but what the hell does that mean? So I had to read a little bit more into the article. Now, this is hilarious. I mean, in a way it's hilarious, but in a way it's dangerous because this gives some insight into how this Klaus Schwab, the whole Davos crowd, how they think and what gives them this sort of delusion that they know it all and we're going to fix everything. I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. No, you don't need to fix that. But here's what's really crazy. And, and I want to just read a, a little bit of a paragraph out of this or maybe a little bit more. In the, in the article, color, and this is referring to an article that was found on the World Economic Forum's website. So this is not fake news. I mean, it's on their website. I mean, it is fake news, but it's just weird. Just severely, severely weird. But in, anyway, let's get into this. Uh, in the article, Colorado State University economics professor Edward Barbier claims the world is facing two global crises of climate change and the decline of democracy. In order to sustain global warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius, which is 34.7 degrees in Fahrenheit, he said the world must take immediate action and reduce carbon emissions, which includes the increased use of green energy technologies. Oh, crap really again I mean we've got enough dingbats in this country they're called Biden's cabinet Jennifer Granholm the former uh, the current energy secretary former governor of Michigan 
girlfriend does not know what the heck she's talking about. She is not an energy expert. She is just another elitist Karen who is a, light, a white elitist Karen telling the rest of us, the peasants, the ones who don't know better, oh no, it, this woman knows nothing. She is a know-nothing. And she's talking about, oh, you just need to get yourself an electric car. I'm going, girl, if I had a chance, I would smack you for saying something that asinine, that stupid, and that elitist. And frankly, it's a little, even a little bit racist. Because I guarantee you, most black Americans cannot afford an electric car. In fact, a whole lot of black Americans can't even really afford the cars they have because they're having to keep it running to get to work putting all that those yucky fossil fuels in there you haven't got a clue honey and preachy Pete Buttigieg oh yeah soy boy serious soy boy and you know college educated very white very privileged and have absolutely zero freaking clue about the real world. Now I know progressive Christianity's golden boy, Preachy Pete, driving around in his electric car, I said, wait a minute, the man's a cabinet secretary. He can afford one. Has anybody ever wondered what, uh, has anybody ever had the, the stones to ask, uh, Pete, Mayor Pete, uh, how do you feel about black Americans and minority, other minorities trying to buy an electric car when they can't even afford the cars they have? Hmm? No, no. This is, as a mental health uh, therapist told me, when you're that disconnected from reality, it's a form of psychosis. It's a form of psychosis. Granholm, Buttigieg, all these others? No, 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 no. These people are completely disconnected from freaking reality. And I'll tell you what, this just blows my mind. When you've got Biden over in Saudi Arabia begging the Gulf states for oil since they didn't answer his phone calls from earlier, now, now that's a sad and that's a sad indictment these gulf states in the middle east not answering the phone when it's the president of the united states calling that's sad that tells you a lot about what these gulf state middle eastern leaders think of biden and his administration because i've said before if it's donald trump on the phone Garon damn to you, they're picking that thing up by the second or third ring. <coughs> they are picking it up. It's like, yes, Mr. President, one moment, please. Boom. They will, they will get it. They will pick up the phone because they know Trump means business because he is a businessman. They know he is a strong leader. And they may not like it, but I'll guarantee you, they will definitely respect it. This is why Trump, when he went to Saudi Arabia, the first year of his administration, he got treated like a rock star. 
a major rock star. I mean, they rolled out the red carpet for him and everything else because they knew they were getting a guy who was sharp, who was smart, who was tough, and knew how to negotiate. But these W, uh, this World Economic Forum types, uh-uh. I mean, this is crazy. And just another uh Another paragraph, a little bit more of the story from the Epic Times. Barbier compared data from 83 countries classified as advanced, quote-unquote, emerging market, quote-unquote, developing, quote-unquote, to make the case that the nations that have taken steps toward green energy are largely free and democratic. In contrast, countries that are not taking enough steps toward green transition are typically less free and more autocratic, quote-unquote, in Professor Barbier's article. Now, I know there are people, and I'm even sad to say, hang on, I'm going to grab some water, guys. I know there are people who are absolutely and utterly convinced and sadly that kind of crazy and craziness and wokeness has even infiltrated the American church that somehow oh we have to oh we have to just get rid of all those fossil fuels and they're terrible and we have to save the planet I'm like stop please oh please dear God stop this is insane and I've and I've said stuff like this before we have probably in this country the most advanced eco-friendly technologies when it comes to energy we've got oil we've got natural gas I mean we are the Saudi Arabia of natural gas we've got it everywhere everywhere but now we have to take care of the planet. This kind of progressive nonsense, this foolishness, I call it, it's not just a deception, at least not to me anyway. This is stupidity on steroids. When we have the ability, we have the resources in places like Texas, Oklahoma, off the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico, off of the coast of Louisiana, in Alaska, which is resource rich, like you wouldn't believe. But now we have to basically say and come into agreement. I call it the green raw deal, and it's very raw. And this article, <laughs> oh man, this article shows me why. The green raw deal that's being pushed by progressives and other dingbats is absolutely an economy killer. And it's being done by the Democrats in this country deliberately. This is why they're not going to build refineries. This is why they've reneged on oil and gas leases, especially in Alaska which is seriously resource rich. But no, we're going to just go down the primrose path 
of green energy and kill the economy at the same time and people who are okay with it are absolute dingbats. I'm not going to be nice about this. These people are dingbats. They are seriously deceived and they're being led down a primrose path to absolute and utter destruction of the American Republic. I'm not going to be one of them. I like cheap gasoline. I loved it when gas was about was two bucks a gallon. I mean, I could have even handled it at three bucks a gallon. Not the crap that's out there right now. Four, five, six dollars a gallon and more in places like California. I mean, it's still five dollars a gallon for gas in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I've seen it in Nevada, in California, it's a whole lot worse. So no, this whole green raw deal, the whole green agenda is stupid. And I think it's absolutely dangerous. It is an economy killer. And so all the Karens and the soy boys in the Biden administration are just absolutely just ugh. Reducing fossil fuels, it's like, uh-uh, that's not going to work. I mean, has anybody ever, I mean, especially if a business, the way, one of the things that most businesses, if not all, have to take into consideration when they go into business is energy cost. Yes, energy cost. And especially if you're in the transportation industry, be it a trucking company, uh, you're an Uber driver, wherever, anywhere in the middle. If you have to have, if your business involves transportation of people of, or of goods, yeah, you definitely want cheap energy, as cheap as you can get it, so that you can stay in business. You want that, but nope, forget that. Oh, you're just going to have to get a... You know, I mean, this is arrogant. This is condescending in ways that I never thought I would ever live to see. So no, Biden administration, uh, screw you on the horse you rode in on. I like cheap gas. And the fact that your policies are doing serious damage to minorities, I mean, serious freaking damage. Is it any wonder why Hispanic support for Biden and Democrats is in the 20s and falling? Is it any wonder why Biden's approval rating in some cases is under 30% and not looking any better? Why even blacks, uh, black men and now a growing number of black women are getting away from Biden and the Democrats because they can't afford you anymore. We can't afford you. Hispanics can't afford you. Black folks can't afford you. Asians can't afford you. Other minority groups cannot afford you, Democrats. They can't afford you. Because what? Because I, as I've said it before, and others have said it too, inflation is a tax on everybody. That's what makes it the great equalizer. And the poor and the middle class suffer the most and Biden doesn't 
give a damn. Democrats don't give a damn. The mainstream media doesn't care. So I know I'm a little salty today, but I'm sick of it. I am sick of the pandering. I mean, heck, even Jill Biden couldn't get pandering right when she made her infamous taco flub down in San Antonio. I'm like, you want to talk about some serious, serious screw-ups? I mean, these dingbats in the Brandon administration can't even pander right. They can't do it. Not without saying things that are really stupid. And Jill Biden is still taking heat for that idiotic and asinine remark. And she's supposed to be Dr. Jill Biden. Great educator and whatever. No, she's a dingbat just like her husband. She's just less of a dingbat. To make a seriously condescending remark like that, that doesn't help. And the fact that she did it in Texas, of all places, whew, my goodness, that really is not going to help with Hispanics, especially at the, especially along the border. The Rio Grande Valley and all that area. This is why Myra Flores, that girl's tough. In spite of the racist story that the New York Times did, because she's not the right kind of Latina, she's Republican. Yes, she's Republican. She's a beautiful woman. She's a wife. She's a mom. Her husband's a border patrol agent, so this girl knows a whole lot more about the border than Biden, Mayuckas, and anybody else combined. So yeah, so no, I, and this is ridiculous. And of course, but no, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Jill, you screwed up. You've caught some of your husband's bad habits, dear. Sheesh. So yeah, I mean this whole green agenda mess and all and what's going on with the economy not just in our country but around the world and we're still focused on the freaking Ukraine. No. This is why I'm really concerned for conservatives, not Republicans, but conservatives because too many Republicans have basically taken the party that used to be the home of conservatives and turned it into essentially a joke and a very cruel joke. Don't believe me? Look at the stupid idiotic gun bill that they came up with. And it still didn't do what it was supposed to do. And it's not going to do what they think it's going to do. So no, MAGA, America First, Patriots, Christians, Trump supporters, your home is not the GOP. That's the sad part. It's not the GOP. You're, I mean, yes, you're, that's about as close as you're going to get, but there are more than enough rhinos who will take your constitutional rights, just like John Cornyn did, and, well, pretty much they'll screw you over. It's like, nope, sorry. And, and now, just... <laughs> Oh, along that very same line, just real brief, 
John Cornyn says no additional gun control negotiations are planned as Biden pushes for a ban on sporting rifles. All you hunters, all you outdoorsmen, they're, they're not just coming after your AR-15s. They're coming after your hunting rifles. So pretty much elk season, deer hunting season, other places where you go hunting, forget it. You know, these people are not going to quit. This is why I've said many a time, leftists, socialists, globalists, whatever you want to call them, they don't quit. They will come after you again and again and again until they get what they want. And they will browbeat Republicans, supposed Republicans, to get what they want. And because they don't want to be they don't want to offend. That's part of the reason why America First and MAGA is going to be a movement all its own, separate from the Republican Party. Because the Republican, too many Republicans don't have the brains, they don't have the spine, and they don't have the stones to really fight for Americans. And this is what's going to make me really dang nervous come next January, if the red wave comes, what are they going to do in the House, especially with committee chairmanships, with investigative powers, with subpoena powers? Are we going to get to the bottom of a lot of this crap? And the sad part is, if McCarthy's going to be speaker, I'm not very confident at all. So with that, my friends, I'm going to call it a day today. Thank you for watching uh, and listening. If uh, you know, take a look a little bit later. Say hi. Uh, if you happen to see this Facebook live feed later, or just simply download today's uh, audio podcast uh, uh, anywhere you get your anywhere you get your podcast. We're on all the platforms. So take care, my friends. Have yourself a great Thursday tomorrow. It's going to be WTF Friday, so who knows what's going to happen. So with that, take care, and remember, patriots still come in all colors.